In the deep shadows of the rainy July, with secret steps, thou walkest silent as night, eluding all watchers. Today the morning has closed its eyes, heedless of the insistent calls of the loud east wind, and a thick veil has been drawn over the ever-wakeful blue sky. The woodlands have hushed their songs, and doors are all shut at every house. Thou art the solitary wayfarer in this deserted street. O oh, my only friend, my best beloved, the gates are open in my house. Do not pass by like a dream. Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. 7.35 and uh, a very fresh morning. <laughs> but yes, this time I am prepared, meaning I have my jacket on. So, I gotta head back to town. I'm gonna go past the Camino. It's a beautiful morning. Uh, I don't know if it's a, I'm assuming it's a satellite. Looking up. But dawn is breaking. It's a very clean, kind of what you might think, like over a desert. <coughs> oh, shit! I can't believe I forgot my freaking walking sticks. My goodness. Well, thank God. It's not like that at a time where... Well, either way. Uh, like the platform where I locked them in and then I tossed the key under the door and I couldn't grab it. Anyway. But everything else is pretty clean in the place. Can't believe I forgot my... Uh, dang it. Alright, so. Pretty much. Okay. Alright, turn the light. Here you are, bad boys. Come with daddy. I want you. I want you to want me. No, I wasn't listening to that this morning. I was listening to. I was actually listening to a live album of Sting. I think it's called "Consider Me Gone." Consider me gone. I would encourage you to check that song out. There is a one phrase that I really, really like. <laughs> anyway, if you look for heaven, and I'm sure I've talked about that before. But anyway, so, as you can tell, today it's a good chunk of change, similar to a few days ago where I had those, uh, I guess it was 36, whatever, I forgot the distance, similar elevation, you know, between six, 700, for a good, um, a good day, uh, it's a beautiful morning, beautiful, fresh, can tell my fingers are going to get a little cold. So, but again, you know, end of November, what do you expect? Anyway, so it was wonderful. Uh, forgot. Yeah, I think I made a little podcast after arriving. Yeah, I did. Anyway, really, really enjoyed the place. Oh, I did go to the grocery store and it was opened. So I got a few, I think like five more apples and it was like 60 cents five apples they were euro 10 for a kilo 
and they were kind of like small golden. And what was funny, there was a, I guess maybe it's a couple store, and he basically, he had to be weighed. And so he told us, like, yeah, they're 110, which of course it showed on a box, 110. And the other one, they were big, golden, they won 155. And the lady put 155. <laughs> so I was like, sorry, but those are 110. So kind of how to correct that. And what's funny about it is not that I corrected her, but that she wasn't listening to him. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, it's not really that, that amazing. Oh, I'm going to go check the cat, see if he's there. He kind of let, him, let me pet him. Still very skittish. Um, I have a feeling, well, I don't know, maybe somebody gives him shelter at night. But it was in that playground here. The little child playground. You see a lot of those in Spain, uh, along with benches. Anyway, no, yeah, definitely a, a chilly, chilly morning. So it's going to be around, oh, it's going to be around that basically for the rest of my time. So getting chilly in the evening, chilly in the morning, and just beautiful fall days. Very, very stable fall weather here right now. Anyway, and yeah, kind of knowing my way now, walking back into town, bypassing that left turn here, where they have the main square, and then they have that grocery store, and then now going to the city hall. We drove yesterday, so I I thought it was further. Well, it's still like four, a little over 400 meters from the, according to what the app is saying, from there to there. <laughs> so it's 800 meters to go back, but again, that's, uh, you know, a place provided from the city. So again, those two bathrooms, amazing hot water, great actually pressure, great shower. And uh, I use the, I kind of use a warmer to keep the place a little warm, I have to say. <laughs> it's kind of funny sometimes I say something and I end up doing completely the opposite. Anyway. So. <laughs> In time of peace, prepare for war. Not that it has much to do with a poem I was reading. From Rabini Darat, or whatever its name is. I still haven't quite put effort in memorizing his name. And here is the mailbox. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Town of uh, Cañaveral de Leon. That is it. Now, worse, better, worse. You got everything, Anthony? Yes, I do. <laughs> anyway, in time of peace, prepare for war. So I was thinking about the uh, very sleepy right now very very pretty we're surrounded by hills a lot of oaks here which explains the whole pig stuff and acorn but i was thinking you know about days where you know i do the walking and i wouldn't say it's effortless but in a way you know it, it requires you know output of energies and you know Sometimes you get sore, or sometimes it's challenging because of the, the incline. 
Salat, uh, and then at other times, tired. Like today, even though it's 7.35 when I left, I actually got up before 4.30 this morning, and I was ready. And I was like, what grace, I get, uh, grace, great, I get to practice language half an hour extra. <coughs> the only one I didn't get to was uh, Esperanto, I think that was it. Yeah, I got to Italian, Portuguese, uh, Kanji, German, anyway, some French. But anywho. <coughs> so the idea of uh, doing things and how we get those things done, you know, how I get sold, how we motivate or inspire ourselves, or how we justify, you know, sacrifices. And so, you know, I look at time on this Camino, this is my analogy, this is my, my example. A lot of it, you know, I would say, even though there's a quality of effortlessness, meaning it just gets done. It's like, yes, you know, I want to do it. So, you know, there, you get the yes, the green light. And then at other times where, you know, my ceiling's not a house fire. You must be burning stuff outside. <coughs> Where you had a bad night, or I just woke up and I'm just not feeling good. Now they are far and few between, but those do happen. Or I feel sick, like in the spring where I vomited, where I had to lay down, stop walking, and I was just getting weak and tired. And uh, or you just, uh, like as of late, you know, kind of uh, having days where... Just, uh, eh, what's the point, you know? Kind of that melancholy. I'm going to use melancholy in that uh, sense. Meaning, you don't care. It's like, yeah, you just don't care. Become indifferent to that. <coughs> okay, so just turn around, and now we're going Fuentes de Leon, at kilometer on Huelva 9108. That's a province of Web. So, that one is not better than the other, that on both sides you learn. But of course, you know, like living this morning, uh, I'm quite pepped up, actually feel great. You know, it's, uh, I guess it's a long day. So, I was thinking, you know, between 7.30 and 8 would be, when I wanted to be heading out. And, uh, <coughs> oh, there are pigs. <laughs> Good morning, pigs. It's not much daylight yet, huh? The sun is not up, but uh, you can see. And so, again, this whole theme of what feels good and what feels bad. My goodness. Okay, so here, this guy's not backing on me. Hold on, going into work. And so, surrender comes in. You know, when, when it's just not feeling great, you know, when it's hard. It's like, how do you make it, you know, how do you keep pushing yourself? How do you find a way, you know? 
and uh, that's neither is it you know neither having a great time nor having a bad time is so interesting this concept of uh, equanimity balance the middle way you know avoiding those extreme and i really kind of believe that not getting too caught up with the good stuff is more than likely what will help attenuate the the negative one hold on a second let me uh i mean i'm very pretty sure that okay all right all right so let me see here it looks pretty straightforward okay yeah i think i'm at least for the next eight kilometers <coughs> sorry i'm on the road <coughs> and uh so i have gone you know i've been going through this rough patch so this kind of challenging emotional psychological whatever you want to call it state of mind and kind of uh you know being uh, non-resistant so to kind of uh, letting it do whatever it is <laughs> with the belief that it belongs to me that it was not going to happen you know if it was not an inevitable consequence of other things and so now you know so about a week left on my walking Uh, and of course, feeling a little kind of, uh, I guess, I don't know, again, clearer. And it's kind of the same broken record in a way. You know, it's very interesting. It's not the first time that I'm going through that, that you get through an area of uncertainties, ambiguity, confusion, you know, ambivalence. <coughs> Hold on a second, we have a car here. <laughs> and uh, so even when I was not feeling great, you know, there was not, I mean, on one hand there was doubting, and on the other there was not, meaning that a part of me was felt unsure, felt insecure, uncomfortable with this change the idea of the change because it's still just an idea because you know it's uh well it's, i guess it's around you know four or five months away something like that and uh in kind of a possibly a mixture of you know kind of getting maybe a little tired of walking i mean again it is really amazing weather right now and uh yeah, this is very pretty. Uh, oh, oh, those are olive trees, actually. Fields of olive trees here. And so, you know, it kind of makes things more tasteless. This kind of... What's the point? The po Feeling the pointlessness kind of of it. And when I look at my life, in a way, it feels pointless on one level and uh, 
and I have no argument there. I completely agree. It is, <laughs> you know, you know this thing that I'm doing, and then God knows how long I have left, and I could be dead, and uh, I don't get it. It makes no sense. But this is my relative understanding of the day, and with that, I'm living. With that, I show up, and then uh, I do what I'm doing, and, uh, sorry. I don't have anything else. So again, it's not a matter of choice, you know. Uh, I, you, you naturally gravitate toward what's, towards what's natural, I believe. And then there is uh, the resisting possibility, you know, meaning you choose not to because it doesn't feel right or, you know, doesn't make any... Whatever the reason is, you have issue with what you're naturally compelled to do. And so now, you know, playing more and more with the idea about not resisting, you know, and at the same time, also making affirmation about something that I'm doing, you know, some kind of uh, mechanical habit, you know, really uh, unconscious almost, and starting to kind of uh, dealing with it in a way it's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And then uh, at the same time, you know, doing it and being in those two places. I don't want to digress too much here. I feel like I am digressing. So, preparing for, preparing for war in time of peace. <coughs> I'm going uh, up a hill here. It's already going to be a good chunk of change in the early few K of today's walk. And uh, <coughs> so looking at something that I'm doing, making some affirmation, and at the same time, I'm not going to fight against it. You know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to do it. It's starting with, I don't want to do that anymore. And then kind of seeing happening. And in a way, I'm kind of laughing about it. You know, because it's silly. It, it feels silly, but I'm like, okay. Well, it's still making sense on some level. If not, I would not be doing it. So accepting it. You know, it's like, you want to do it? Do it. And in another way. Being like, yeah, not interested in that anymore. And I guess not so much interested in, I'm wondering what it's about. Not interested in understanding it and going into therapy. I don't believe, to me, I don't believe understanding is what I need. I don't believe that more knowledge is what's missing in my life. <laughs> you know, I am not an Einstein. I'm not a Nobel Prize winner, you know, I'm not a PhD, but I do have quite a bit of knowledge, you know, with my 51 years, uh, I have accumulated a pretty decent repertoire, repertoire, I guess I could say it in French, right, repertoire of knowledge, <coughs> and I know, you know, that more is not better, so... Now, at the same time, experiences 
challenges, you know, uh, shifting, you know, uh, one's stance in, in any given experience, that is very interesting. And that feels very empowering and very transformative, way more than understanding. Having the experience, and while having the experience, becoming aware that a possibility has a reason or your perception of that experience shift and then realize you have an opportunity, you know, to behave differently. That maybe you're like, oh, wow, I see that differently now. And again, it's like, you know, I'm not doing that. That's happened to me. Something is letting me know that, you know, something has changed. And then I have a minute contribution to this whole process, you know, of awakening, of increasing awareness. And I'm going to digress here, because, you know, as I'm reading about Hinduism, and actually there was a nice quote on a, um, a brand new, shit, is that a brand new earth? Man, the Eckhart Tolle book, uh, a new earth, I think it's called a new earth. <laughs> And uh, the idea of, uh, you know, you become aware, it's not something that you choose. There is no path uh, link, leading to it. You know, it's not conscious. And, uh, you know, like I'm reading about uh, Raya Yoga. So it's the idea of Supranayama, controlling of the breath, to kind of uh, the, the idea of Kundalini Yoga, which is like a, a coiled wireless spine within your spine, energetic spine, you know, the those chakra, and then kind of uh, rising that kind of energy or uncoiling that kind of current and increasing your awareness and controlling. And, and I'm like, though I'm reading it and there's something interesting about it. There is something in me that shouts greed. You know, it's like, you are perfectly engineered. Let's call it, you are perfectly reincarnated. You know, who I am now, the mess, the neurotic mess that I am, is perfect to do something for me in this life. So, the belief that we all have an individualized curriculum that is imprinted genetically in our psychic when we are born. And I, and I kind of go along with that. I'm okay with that, that idea. It's interesting to me. And so, you know, it's not about perfection. It is not about popularity. It is not about wealth. It is definitely not about the common understanding of success, but the belief that the way that I am wired is conducive to me being exposed to experiences and having the possibilities to learn things. And that the idea would be that somehow that learning would be conducive to a growth, 
which is not bound by this reality. And somehow I'm okay with that Kool-Aid. I don't know why, but you know, the Christian one just makes no sense. So anyway, I can see the, the town way down below. Beautiful. Again, reminiscing of Big Ben, some of it. That morning light. And <coughs> going up, up, up. It's interesting. Up to now, at least, you know, that idea makes sense. And I think part of it is that I am not that attached anymore to the idea per se. Meaning, I know that I need an ideology. I need a belief. Something has to kind of make sense. And at the same time, it's not that important. What's important is what I do each and every day. But that the part of my mind would not leave me be if I don't come up with that theorem. And that's it, you know. And, and then I can get on with my day. So for whatever reason, the, the Hindu perspective is quite quite palatable to me. It's quite psychically palatable. Very interesting. Not that I know much, you know, but enough to be satisfied with the little that I know. And also I will look for that quote from uh, Eckhart Tolle because I think instead of the, the poet, I will uh, intro the podcast with that tomorrow, if I remember, because he talked about, you know, feeling isolated, dissatisfied, finding the world bland and dull. Some of it is my interpretation, but you'll get the gist if I, if I'm, if, if I remember to do that. But I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of what's happening to me, you know, outside of Pilar. Everything else is like, you know, it's kind of viewed with some kind of like a separation, some kind of a distance. I mean, obviously, you know, I am in a world, here I am now with my backpack, walking north eastbound, and, uh, you know, I'm behaving and I'm doing all those things as kind of a human being would do doing a similar excursion. Excursion. Una excursión semejante. I don't know if you can use an adjective for that. Similar. Similar. Parecida. And, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it is definitely impactful and kind of, uh, it kind of this corroboration reinforces, you know, uh, one state of mind, you know, kind of what I'm doing. Uh, this idea of self-introspection, of wanting to understand more about oneself, uh, not being satisfied with whatever mounted to, and still be curious, still being open in terms of, uh, you know, what can happen in this life, and not taking what I'm being given being like, this is not acceptable, you know, 
and uh, to, to be honest, and be able to stand one's ground without being right, you know, without feeling like a victim, without needing to convince anybody else. And uh, I'm sure you can tell, you know, I do feel a little more secure, I guess, in a way. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going this way here. It's not that well marked the pass, but I guess you're going uh, Provincia de Badajoz, where we are, Comunidad de Extremadura. I was wondering when he would tell me, uh, but I am officially living Andalusia for a few days. So let's see <coughs> if I can track. I don't really have distraction here, not in a city. I'm staying on the road, so it's pretty straightforward. Look at that, I just had to wait two more seconds, and there is the Camino de Santiago sign. It tells me six kilometers on the road. Watch out, cars, we have people walking. Anyway, so prepare for war in time of peace. So there is a new affirmation, you know, that I'm working on. Uh, I'm not going to get into details right now for that. I don't think it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Down the road, it'll be interesting, but it's something that I've been playing around for quite a while, and it's still kind of eluding me. So for now, yeah, it's, that's good enough. And, uh, you know, kind of living it, I just sat. Having something and stating that. Yeah, I don't want that anymore. I don't want that anymore. <laughs> Sorry. And acknowledging, you know, that there is more to it than that. But it feels like it's relevant to state it, to be in that place of affirmation and to, to say, I don't want to do that anymore. That's it, you know. Respectfully, of kind of almost like not expecting anything. But at the same time, you know, I don't want that anymore. You know, part of me saying that I don't want, you know. I'm not sure what it is, you know, in me that still gearing toward that, but I'm just playing with that kind of interesting idea of uh, affirmation, you know. I'm not the inventor and uh, but again, no expectation. It is just kind of a, a quality of, I would call it a state of being, being in that place and saying, yeah, I feel that and I want to express that to the universe. I don't want that anymore. And then getting on with my day. And then we'll uh, more than likely look, we'll be looking at saying it quite a few times in the day when I become aware of it. You know, and there is kind of like a positive quality. You know, there is a, yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, so that's for that. <laughs> so I did make a microwave apple sauce. You know, I had those like five, I guess, five apples that I cooked. And I had that <laughs> while finishing the first season of uh, Fargo. So again, there's at least four. So I'll start 
have a second at some point. But yeah, it is. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It is like uh, I am hooked on that theory. Uh, we'll see because, well, I, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched it. So we say skip the next 30 seconds. So I wonder about the second season because uh, the bad guy is killed, which is interesting because the Cohen brothers, they normally don't quite go on that way. They don't finish the movie. Like if you look at the No Country for All Men, you know, at the end, it is messy. You know, and actually at the end, the, the bad guy, in a way, kind of wins. There's no closure, you know. <laughs> and actually, it's interesting that uh, the way the Cohen go, the Cohen brothers go with that one, with uh, Tommy Lee Jones, the guy is kind of like uh, acknowledging a limitation or acknowledging a power that's greater than him. Forces, you know, that are just way more powerful. Anyway, it's... Uh, yeah, obviously I'm not, like I say, politically correct. I find it kind of annoying, the whole Hollywood kind of uh, uh, script writing, script, you know, of uh, the good guy winning, and you can go as bad as you can. In the end, everything is good, you know. <laughs> and uh, I don't need it to be, you know, going away or another. It's like, you know, it doesn't make me feel better whether the good guy wins or the bad guy wins. It's almost like, well, at least for movies, you know, it's about enjoying the ride. Hold on, I need to go pee here. I'm going to go in that ditch. Here we go. Will you hold my stick? Thank you very much. And, uh, oh, 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 yes, yes, I'm ready. So we'll see. I don't know if they have a new cast. Uh, actually, a part of me almost feels like that might not be a bad idea. But I don't, oh well, I think they're showing the same pictures of a, of that unlikely protagonist. That guy that's kind of uh, tr being transformed by the events. And kind of his nature is coming to light. You know, kind of owning, being forced to kind of own uh, uh, his dark side. Kind of a, a fight club. It's kind of reminiscing to me of fight club. You know, with Edward Norton. Again, if you haven't seen Fight Club, I mean, <laughs> I haven't read the book, but I just, I really like the movie. I thought it was, uh, I well, maybe I'll check that book. <laughs> I think the guy has like a Polish name or something like that, the writer of, uh, <laughs> the writer of Fight Club. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, enjoyed that, eating my applesauce. Uh, I had trouble with my pasta because I had hummus and ended up doing it that way. I torn up the, tore, tore up the arugula, which was fine, and then added it to the, to, to the pasta sauce with the hummus. And the kind of hummus kind of gave it kind of a, I don't know, it was a little challenging to eat it. But of course I ate it all and I was quite stuffed. Quite stuffed to the rafters. And if I'm not mistaken, rafters are bars, like you would have a gym or like a stage, you know, like somebody would be acting on, and the rafters would be this kind of structure that would be above you. So not the roof, but something maybe supporting some kind of structure. So rafters, the idea of something quite high, like hasta la sopa. 
hasta la sopa. Anyway. So anyway, really, really enjoyed uh, my evening. Really enjoyed. Uh, there was kind of like a school or daycare. I'm not quite sure. But you could hear the kids, you know, throughout the day. And uh, it basically guaranteed you I was on the outskirts of town. That it was going to be a quiet night and it was uh, it was beautiful 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 so more than a few minutes part of why i woke up earlier we slept very well we'll see feels good you know the body is uh body feels great i'm about to be finishing my foot cream and i think in the future what i'll do is i'm going to find a bottle to keep oil in it and so i'll be able to use the oil for my feet and for cooking that's kind of the idea i like that instead of that foot cream <laughs> and find kind of a nice nice bottle maybe i'll buy one of those small one of oil bottle that you can find in the stores of olive oil <laughs> even though it's glass but that should be okay and uh kind of take good care to seal it properly and put it in a plastic bag so in case I'm being sloppy that I don't have a mess in the backpack anyway so preparing for war in time of peace in times of peace so again another affirmation you know everything belongs to me it's like I don't know what this thing is my part is only one, you know, one ingredient in that recipe, and uh, to honor, to honor it, to be honest, to be humble, you know, it's not perfect, but it's like the, my best understanding of the day, you know, it's what's most important. And when I'm saying that, I'm thinking about, you know, Pilar. Actually, when I'll see her, you know, you know, some, there are some people, the people that I really care about, and obviously, <laughs> Pilar is it, you know, it, it affects me, or I let it affect me, here we go, better said, I let it affect me, and so, to really give time for the staff to sink in before I respond. And to really, yeah, to, to really be truthful. With, of course, the consideration, the compassion, and everything that comes with, this is what I want to say, you know. And there's some sheep grazing. Looks like I'm going back up. And so, anyway, to show up uh, as the best version of myself with my relative understanding and uh, you know it's not about being perfect but it is about sprinkling a little bit of courage here and there and trying something out and not sitting on your laurels so as i'm going back up i was going down for a short bit and now we're going back up again anyway so uh, two more days, eh? and then I'll be back in uh, known territory. Maybe my fourth time on that stretch of the Via de la Plata. <laughs> fourth time. Yeah, ad nauseum. Eh? 
Anyway. Anyway, so it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, glorious fall day here in southern Spain, in Andalusia. And uh, well, let's see, let's see what what today brings. And uh, as far as I know, you know, feeling good doesn't matter. It's like you know, I'll get there when I get there. I really I mean it'll be seven hours. Uh, yeah. So regardless, uh, like I said, I think I'll arrive between two thirty and three thirty. So the guy said. You know, I think by two o'clock, if I'm not there, it will open the place. And uh, that's more than likely what's going to happen. So, but onward I go. And now it's time to slide into mantra mode. And uh, anything else for you guys? Do I want to make it all the way to that sign? Before I stop my recording, I think I do. There's a, a Camino sign coming up. So I'll, uh, I'll walk up to it. I feel quite toasty in my jacket. But uh, yeah, actually my hands, interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of know that if my core is pretty warm, my hands are gonna be okay. It's kind of a, when you feel cool, cold, then you pull the heat from your extremity to preserve your core temperature. Kind of makes sense. So staying toasty kind of goes a long way. Anyway, guys, cars are swerved around me. So it's kind of a narrow road, no shoulders. And that's okay. I'll be claiming my space. So as I'm cresting that hill, Precaución tramo común con BA072. I don't know what BA is. Oh, Badajoz, Badajoz. Oh, yeah, we are in Extremadura. Anyway, see you soon, Andalusia. And guys, talk to you soon. <laughs>